welcome to Nevertheless, She Persisted, a podcast where I, your host, shares my journey as a teenage girl who suffered from severe depression and anxiety before receiving intensive treatment. I talk from my experience and ask others what they felt like at their lowest points. I interview my family, friends, and therapists to try and give a full picture of what suffering really looks like and how you can help. And if you yourself are struggling, learn new skills, gain support, and know you're not alone, so keep persisting. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Nevertheless She Persisted. Today I'm joined by my younger sister, Ruby. Hi. <laughs> Just a quick disclaimer, this episode uses research and concepts devised by Marsha M. Linehan, Jill H. Rathis, and Alec L. Miller. To see full credentials and sources, see this week's episode notes. Okay, so in this episode, I'm going to give a summarized overview of DBT. We're going to cover the core beliefs of DBT and two key skills, validation and behavioral change. What is DBT and who is DBT designed for? DBT is a program developed by Marcia L. Linham for adults with borderline personality disorder. The treatment I developed, dialectical behavior therapy or DBT for short, actually has its focus as building lives worth living. We're not a suicide prevention program. We're a life worth living program. Disorder. It has been adapted and is now commonly used for teen depression and anxiety. I received intensive dialectical behavioral therapy treatment in Boston at 3 East McLean Hospital, one of the leading programs in the world. I've received dialectical behavioral therapy education over five or six times all the way through now. So I've heard the whole course many, many, many times. Um, so I'd like to think I'm little bit qualified at being able to teach these skills and make sure that other people can use them to live their best lives. Um, so, like I mentioned, dialectical behavioral therapy is an intensive treatment approach, which includes meeting with an individual and family therapist, attending group therapy and educational sessions, working with a team of DBT trained professionals, um, and essentially psychotherapy. Nevertheless, She Persisted doesn't offer this. I only hope that using the skills will help people struggling and those wanting to be more effective in their lives. Four of the principles we'll talk about today are validation, the biosocial theory, behavior change, and dialectics. The major goals of DBT are decreasing low awareness and focus, decreasing your lack of understanding, decreasing emotional dysregulation, impulsivity, interpersonal problems, and teen and family challenges. So all of these correspond to a scale. Um, lack of focus, awareness, and self-understanding correspond to mindfulness. Emotion dysregulation logically reflects emotional regulation. Um, impulsivity reflects distress tolerance, interpersonal issues to, to interpersonal effectiveness, and family challenges to walking the middle path. Walking the middle path is a special skill which is only used in teen DBT. It's not actually used in adult DBT because often those patients are not living in their family lives anymore. So before any, like attempting any of the skills or talking more today about what DBT means, it's really helpful to think about what behaviors you want to see. Houses, the parents mm -hmm. have communicated. And I was like, she, she told me. Like, she, she said it's happening. We're going in the tent to Disneyland. Like, I have to be at this sleepover, <laughs> Mom. Um, and she was like, I'm sorry. Like, you can't go unless I hear something about it. And so I remember going to school next day, and I was just so anxious that people were going to be going, and I wasn't. And I had to, like, tell them. I'd be like, I, I can't go to the sleepover. And I was just, like, so upset about it. Um, But the 
and then a couple days later, I was talking about it with my other friend who was supposed to go, and she was like, you know, my mom said I could go also, but then your mom talked to Mackenzie's mom, and Mackenzie's mom had no idea, so then she was calling all these moms, and I almost showed up at her house for no reason, and I was like, oh, okay, so there was no fly to Disneyland, but I had hope. Oh, man, I want to fly to Disneyland in the tent. Yes. so awesome. Yes, that was a really long story, so I was anxious that I'd be, like, missing out on yeah. have to tell people that I couldn't do something. That would be yeah, dude, too. FOMO is real. The yeah. fear of missing out is, like, totally a thing. Yeah. And it's, like, I, like, hate that term so much because FOMO. you, yeah, you yeah. always think of it as, like, oh, fear, like, you're gonna see people hanging out. Mm-hmm. But, like, whenever I get that, I'm, like, literally sitting in the same room and I'm, like, yeah. I'm just not, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's, like, anything from, like, I don't know, going to a restaurant and, like, seeing my friends hanging out without me, mm-hmm. or, like, I don't know, they're they're all, like, simultaneously not texting me, and I'm, like, they're totally, like, talking about me on a different group chat or something, or even, like, sitting in the same room with them, and they're having a conversation about something that I have nothing, like, I don't know anything about. Yeah. So, yeah. You literally, yeah. every single flavor. Yeah, yeah. to make it angry. Of course. Okay. Um, and to well, kind of, it's kind of both questions. Oh, okay. Two separate ones. So I would want to increase um, the amount of healthy relationships that I have with my friends and family mm-hmm. um, and the amount that I'm socially communicating to people in person rather than over the internet Yeah, and online. That's, those are great goals and definitely things that you can work on through DBT skills. Um, listeners, now's a really good time if you really want to work on this DBT journey, if you want to learn the skills and fully apply them in your life to write down this on a post-it note on a sticky note just the three or four things you want to decrease and the three or four things you want to increase because coming back and looking at this or listening to this a year from now or two weeks from now or six months from now it's really interesting to see how either those goals have shifted or how you met them looking back at my goals of decreasing conflict with family I've done that decreasing my depression I haven't felt truly depressed consistently in a a really really long time um I wanted more happiness and positive experiences and I feel like that's what my life is really full of at this point I feel like of course I'm going to keep working on those and gaining those and accumulating them but I feel like I'm there I'm living it and I've I work for your family's done that you also make excuses for it instead of just being able to say I'm not okay with this Mm -hmm. and that sucks yeah yeah no, I agree with that. It's definitely a big point of growth. Um, and especially because our relationship, like, with my family has come so far, I tend to put them on a pedestal, mm-hmm. which happens whenever I do, like, have a relationship that I see as, like, healthy or good or right, positive. Right. Because it's so new and different. I'm like, what? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely a big point of growth. All right. Do you have anything else to add? What would you say to people about relationships in general? How do you... Have them. Have them? Like, what's your your advice? Don't be a weirdo. Don't be a weirdo. Um, I think my advice is to not... To be... This sounds so just... But, like, to be honest with the person... (laughs) And, like, say when something's wrong. And always remember that no matter what people say, everybody talks.
and so who cares, okay? People are gonna talk to other people, and that's okay, okay? Everybody does it, everybody's gonna do it. But then he says, I heard you were talking to me, blah, blah, blah. You say, yes, I was, and I'm sure you've talked to me before. And so then you put on your big girl pants and you move past it so that you can have a relationship with the person. There's something that's coming up recently for you. Just it's just my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit of emotional history. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All righty. I talk hell. In fact, listener, I might be talking about you after this. You don't know. And you could be talking about me right now. And that's okay. Yeah, her voice is a little scratchy. We can both, <laughs> we can both accept this and move forward, my listener friend. I'm glad that we can have this relationship. Thank you, listener friend. That made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, my advice is a little bit different. I would say the biggest thing that has helped me in my relationships is to bring everything back to what's... Like, whenever I'm not doing well or whenever something's not going in well in relationship in my part, bringing everything back to what's happening with that person. Like, say I'm feeling more depressed that day or really anxious. What is going on in that relationship that's making me feel depressed or anxious or how am I not showing up the way I should be? Um, also, you cannot overstate how important it is to, like, be kind in your relationships. Um, a really good book, actually, to read, oh, shoot, I don't have it up here, but what's it called? I don't, I'll link it. Is it Brene Brown? No, it's not. It's by this, um, it's by this doctor, and he was, like, a translator for the Dalai Lama, so he practiced Buddhism his entire life. But it basically goes through and explains how humans aren't just wired for competition and individuality, but we actually are internally, we thrive off of kindness and compassion, and it's built into our instincts. Um, and so by changing the way you show up in your relationships and being kind and compassionate and looking through that lens in all your life, you yourself will change um and you'll feel a lot better and more positive and your self-worth worth change self-worth will change it's a really good book um but it's basically everything that i've done here in treatment and how i've had to change my relationships but a lot more articulated and actually has scientific evidence not just something i tried and stumbled upon but yeah be kind and remember that at least for me, and I am almost sure for most people, everything will always come back to your relationships. Alrighty. Are we ready? You have to say the ending with me. No, it's so dumb. What? You have to. I'll say it with you. You have to. We all have to say it. What is it? Oh, gosh. You say P.S. Nevertheless, she persisted. I don't understand P.S. It's not over. P.S. <laughs> is postscript. We're still in the script. I know, but, like, okay, okay, okay fine, I do it. a whole episode on this where I talk to my dad about it because, you know, we always end our things like that. So I just have to say P.S. P.S. That's gonna be sad. Nevertheless, she persisted. Okay, trial number two. <laughs> I think we should use the first one. Okay, I'll like close that one. Ready? <laughs> P.S. Nevertheless, she persisted. Ew. <laughs> Thanks for joining me today. You're welcome. All right. You're welcome. You want to give a shout out to Dexter and Stella and Joe?
Oh, yeah. Um, I want to give a shout-out to my favorite relationships, which is my Dexter, Stella, and my Josephine, and also my mom and dad, because I'll probably get their feelings hurt, and they think that I like the twins better than them. <laughs> so, yeah. I love you to all my family. What about me? Yeah, obviously. Well, I don't have to give a shout-out to you. You're my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> me. Okay, shout-out to Tiana. <laughs> all right. Bye. <laughs>